Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Sorry for a little radio silence the past few days. Uh, You know, we're getting into racing season. We're getting coming out of COVID. Got a lot of athletes that we're really trying to show some process to what they're doing and why they're doing it. And this is obviously something that you want to be doing all year long. You want to understand why you're doing workouts, why you're pedaling. Um, Sometimes it's... Uh, a thing I have to remind myself as a coach of, you know, I'm looking through their strengths, weaknesses. How does it apply to the events that they're doing? What do we have to try to improve? Where are they, you know, sufficient at for their category? And in seeing the big picture, there's obviously a lot going on. We always try to focus, I hope, in these podcasts to highlight how you don't want to be laser focused on just one metric or one method of performance, meaning just your FTP or just your VO2 max or making sure you're getting the full spectrum of training so that you can apply that to your races. And sometimes it's hard to put that down onto paper in a succinct way, um, depending on the category of the athlete or their training age without overwhelming them or without making it more confusing. So it's like, what do you highlight? And and every athlete's different. Some athletes totally trust the process. Others are much more micro. Um, so the past week I've been doing a lot of, I guess I should, not calibrating, but you know, we're coming into April. You know, if you have a big event in June, that's two training blocks away. You need to know why you're working on what you're working on. And an athlete had a question come in that how to, you know, I asked him, why are you doing these workouts? And one, it was, it sparked this podcast because it's great that there's so much information out there and it's great that we're showing athletes how to improve certain physiological systems, but is that what you need to be working on? And you know, you, you want to understand why you're pedaling. So the point of this podcast is it's April 3rd. Take a look at what you're planning for April and what you're planning for May. And how does that affect how you're going to be as a racer or if you're just doing an event or if you have group rides? How, how are you expecting those workouts to change you to help you be better when you put your foot on the start line or the group ride or whatever it's going to be that you're trying to improve on now even if you're somebody that doesn't have a race or you're just saying hey i want to get faster try to laser focus that aspect of it like what are you trying to get faster at is there a kom that's four minutes up the road is there a group ride is there a national championship that's coming and really look and assess yourself and say, where am I at today? That takes some homework to do. Like look back and look at the big picture of, you know, what have you done in your training? And I'm gonna put a video out that really highlights a basic thing of chronic training load. A hundred, let's say you have a hundred CTL, that CTL of a hundred could be accomplished in so many different ways. Does the density the intensity, the way you accumulated that 100 points apply to what you're doing. I mean, the most basic way that we could show it is uh, two very different ways of doing it, right? You could get a 100 CTL by riding endurance, just endurance. You could get a 100 CTL 
by training for a bike race, by working VO2 max, by doing some over-unders, by, you know, going out and getting some KJ, big KJ rides in. Which one do you think is going to make you a better athlete for your event? It's probably the second one, right? You're doing more than endurance. So just, I just wanted to make this pause and, and I have some really good, I did a bunch of interviews this week. Uh, one with a former world tour roadie that is huge in gravel. If you're on Instagram, you just saw a clip of that. I have a pro female in Europe. I have a coach and pro cyclist. Um, the content is coming. I appreciate your patience this week. I think I only put out one video and I was like, I feel like I'm failing, but I really wanted to, there was a lot of content that I had to push to my athletes of what are we doing? Where are we? Right. And I like to engage them because I want, I want athletes to understand what they're doing. So there were specific ones that had huge events coming where it wasn't you know, this is this is a really good time for athletes that have a huge A race or they're going for a national championship or they've got unbound gravel or they've got one massive event. It's like, hey, this is why we're doing the next two months. But ask yourself that as you put your calendar together, it's going to provide so much clarity for you. It's also really good to take inventory. You know, we talked a few months ago before I posted five blocks to racing of like, hey, check, you know, at one point, check in with yourself, right? How do you feel? Do you feel like you're doing too many intervals? I mean, I like structure and a lot of athletes like structure, but you can't be doing, I think we posted this in January maybe, or maybe late December. You can't be doing so much structure that it's making you like, oh my God, I got more intervals to do. You want to have that structure there so you see the aerobic gains that you're making. Um, And it's, you know, I have a handful of people that have never trained that way. And they're like, wow, dude, I've never felt so fit from just doing aerobic stuff. Like I have, I don't feel like I've really like gone crazy with the training. I've just been consistent and worked aerobic stuff. They're doing three to four hour rides on the weekends. And we did, we, I mean, five blocks to racing is literally what I do. It was, it was tempo to low threshold, get some bursts in there. Like I'm going to make a post uh, that I was talking to my coach Tom about the VO2 max slow component. Like You don't have to be banging your head doing hard VO2 max intervals to get that system ready and primed for race season. So yeah, the the only two things I was just saying, like checking in with you guys, sorry for the silence, but was just engaging with athletes a lot this week and was engaging with uh, interviews that are going to be coming in the next three weeks that are phenomenal. I've got some other ones teed up. And to remind you just to take it's, you know, spring is coming. Is spring here? I don't know if it's the first day of spring yet. Um, but the weather's turning and we have April and May. Then we're in the middle of June. If you're going to nationals, nationals is in June. Like racing is here, whether we are towing the line in or not. And you want to have your thing dialed. You know, you can really lay out at this point, like what your next two big blocks are going to be. What do you think you're going to get out of them? And how does it apply to the events that you want to do well at. And remember, if you're trying to do a whole series, if you're just looking to upgrade, you might not, it might not be beneficial for you to be teed up for just one event, but I would say then, okay, how are you trying to improve your race fitness by 
What are you doing now to get better at that? And you know what? Here's a little curveball. Some of you guys out there that are like cat fours and fives that are super strong athletes, it might be, I need to be in group rides to learn how to, to ride in a pack. I need to learn those race skills. I don't know when to counterattack. I don't believe in myself that I can get away. I've got a guy I was just talking to. It's like, he has the watts. His biggest thing is he attacks and looks back and sees people chasing him. And he's like, oh, they're going to catch me and gives up. So we need to do some race winning intervals. So he sees in the dojo how well he can perform breaking away from a group that's not really behind him, but then holding high threshold power and then attacking again. And then we're going to implement that when he goes to these fast group rides or to his next race. Confidence, believe in yourself. If you're training, I I try to, maybe I need to say this more often. If you're out there training eight, 10, 12 hours a week, you're a freaking winner. You're super stellar as a human being. Think about all the other things you could do that are way easier. Now believe in yourself a little bit. A lot of people aren't doing that. And a lot of people are showing up to races with haphazard training. Seriously, go through people's Strava. It's like they do a couple weeks, they take a week off. They do three days during the week. If you are doing eight, 10, 12, 14, any hours consistently, you are training, you are a badass athlete, and you need to have confidence in yourself. I mean, I don't know what more to say. Believe in your process. And that's what this is. That's the final line. That's what this one is about. What is your process? You need to have a process as a self-coach athlete. You need to check in with yourself right now. So do that. Okay. I hope we cross paths in real life soon. I'm getting my next COVID shot, my second one, April 6th, and then I'll be out in the wild. I really look forward to meeting a lot of you guys. I appreciate everybody who has shared this content with their friends. Do me a favor. Just share it with one person. Be like, hey. These people, this group, it's five coaches. They're based, you know, in the U.S. and in Slovenia. What up, Alex? And they're just trying to help people get faster by sharing their experience. We're not the boss. We are not. Uh, what do I say? Uh, we're not the people. We are for the. We're not for the people. We are the people. I need to get that down. And it's gonna be my slogan. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great Saturday. Waiting for it to warm up here. Get some endurance tempo riding in. Uh, That's it. See ya.